filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. Goat, goat, welcome, goat. Goat, goat, welcome, goat. The first time we've used that that phrase with Adam on the show, though. We don't know if Adam's here yet because he hasn't spoken. He might just just rip off his headphones and walk away. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) Porcupine, 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 racetrack, porcupine, 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 racetrack. Look at that porcupine go. We had to pull out something new for our 400th episode. And so we finally combined the two things that people love the most, which is uh, the phrase goat, goat, welcome goat. (laughs) And Adam's disdain for all talk of goats on this podcast. And now they finally have met on this show. I have to tell you something. My daughter's birthday is coming up. Uh, I will no longer have a five-year-old. I will have a six-year-old. And um, there's a a set of early reader... (laughs) Uh, books called The Princess in Black, which is about a princess slash monster fighting superhero whose name is Princess Magnolia. It it works remarkably well. And um, the monsters, every single one of them, all they want to do is eat goats. That is, they, they come from monster land to eat goats. And that is it. And she has to go stop them, says, do not eat the goats. And then she fights them and sends them back or like guilt trips them in at least one case. Um, so no, he's on our side in this. I don't know. Actually. Like, I don't want monsters to just destroy goats. Like, but I don't know. It's just, it was very strange when we got these books for her, for her as, as an early birthday present. And, uh, she, you know, I'm reading it and it's just, there's goats right there. Just, I don't hate goats. It just feels like I'm being targeted. You are. You you should probably admit how much that you actually like goats. <laughs> I feel like that would kill the four hundredth episode. <laughs> so yeah, all right. Confession. It's uh, not a it bit. W- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, this the whole goat thing started because the show is going off the rails in a way that I didn't want it to go off the rails. This was eight years ago. I don't know. This was pretty early on in the show's run. I think. Um, you guys just kept going back to it and it became just goats became triggering, uh, in this context. I don't actually hate goats. Fainting goats are pretty hilarious. I won't lie, but, and yet despite that, you've never once gotten a goat to live in your front yard, which I believe was the first real thrust we made at, at talking about goats was urging you to have a goat that lives in your house and, or in your yard, preferably both. You want, you've been to my house you understand mm-hmm. that my front yard is like twelve feet by seven feet. Yes, you that's part of the reason it was funny to me. In that, you could have one <laughs> pygmy goat in that yard. It would jump over my tiny iron rot wrought iron fence. Wait, you gotta teach it. And it would no longer it be in my like, yard. Sounds like your problem. There's obedience lessons, I'm sure. Yeah, go obedience lessons. You could take it to a dog obedience. I, I'm sure it's the same. 
It's DC. I'm sure there are goat obedience lessons in I'm, DC. I'm optimistic it's the same. How about that? <laughs> it's not, I'm not I sure, but I am much more likely to be a goat obedience class somewhere closer to where you live in the Richmond area than there is here. Make the trip. There you, you go. You do the research for me. We'll see. But right now I have a dog who would very much not like a goat. Quincy is is not a fan of other animals. Lessons. I'll just keep going. I'll, I'll get back. Hey, hey, welcome in. This is Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. We've been around for 400 episodes and no one has told us to stop and there's no soccer to talk about. So guess what, fam? Tonight's going to be weird. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. I have nothing planned. Um, the only news After to mention is you've shown is the goat that, that treats are tied to clicks, you can start training. You train by issuing a command and then clicking as the goat does what you want it to do and giving the goat a treat after he completes his task. That's just dog obedience. You just replaced the word dog with goat. No, this is advanced goat training for dummies. I I just well, Anyway, see, you're out of you're out of excuses. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I still have my almost 11-year-old dog who would very much like to rip into a goat. Or would love teeth. a goat. Do you, yeah, do you have any goat experience? Uh does Quincy have any goat experience? Uh he does not, but he tends to not like new things very much. I could also read from goat training fundamentals from backyardgoats.iamcountryside.com. I would really prefer if you didn't. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm Adam. They are my tormentors, Ben and Jason, the only people in the world who can make me look like an order Muppet instead of my natural chaos Muppet. But here we are. Uh, we're all from blackandredunited.com where during normal times, we talk about soccer and DC United. These are not normal times. And um, so here we are. Um, and we've been doing this for eight years. Yeah. People, people have told us like, you should change the way you do the show in this way. And that way, no one's told us to stop. And so here we are. Uh, Chris Durkin's transfer uh, to Belgian club. St. Troyden is official. I believe. 1.1 million being the final transfer fee on top of whatever the loan fee was. So DC United, DC United hasn't even officially announced it though, right? Yeah, it's no. not, it's not official. It's to not official, extent, but, but it's yeah. reported as done. It's not official. It hasn't been announced, but it has been reported as signatures are all down. Um, MLS players and NWSL players. Uh, and even I think USL players very soon will be able to have or do individual workouts at their team's outdoor facilities. They won't be able to go indoors. They won't be able to work in groups yet uh, or or with coaches inside of a 10 foot radius around them. But they will be able to go, you know, do some individual ball work and wind sprints and the like in places where that is allowed. So which that doesn't apply uh, to, to the teams that we cover. Yes. Uh, nope. So, but it may it may apply to Virginia pretty soon. They may be yeah. relaxing it enough so that those kind of things are so, allowed. So, Loudon Loudon United yeah. might be able to, 
Well, and DC United can have their players go out there. They could if they uh, they haven't said anything saying that they would do that. But there's, I mean, it's a turf field um, at Segra. Um, I don't know if the training facility is done enough yet to host anything just yet, or if that's a permit issue rather than a the fi- the one field is done so you can start using it. I don't know if it works like or just that. Just go somewhere in Virginia. You never know, but right as of right now, we're we're still in a holding pattern pattern with all of the teams. Uh, they and should go still to Ryan's train. house. I mean, they might as well just go to Segra at that point if they're going to go to his house, since it's one and the same almost. <laughs> Ryan Kiefer lives at Segra Field. That is why he more has or less. Scoop. That's ish. I mean, basically. Thus ends the news portion of the show. <laughs> Um, this oh, is filibuster. Um, porcupine, 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 racetrack, porcupine, I, porcupine, porcupine. So get, let's get into the, question, the things we normally do on this podcast before we just go full absurdist. Okay, fine, Ben. What are you drinking? I am drinking a whiskey sour like I have often in these quarantines because it's easy to make and I always have bourbon on hand and usually have citrus on hand and I don't want scurvy. So I want to make sure to drink something with vitamin C. So I have a friend who once uh, in the name of science tried to give himself scurvy. Uh, He avoided. What are you doing in Indiana? This was here. This is a guy from Maine who went on to be the chief executive of his small town in Maine. Uh, a friend of mine from law school. Ban name. Um, give it back to Canada. It was part of Massachusetts. And before anyway. that, I was part of Canada. No, Canada wasn't a thing at that point in history, Ben. <laughs> anyway, um, he he wanted to try to give himself scurvy one summer. So he ate no citrus. He tried to avoid things that were fortified. He failed. Nutrition, uh, like... Basic nutrients in the United States are such that if you are eating enough calories, you know, with a just a wide array of foods, you are probably going to get enough vitamin C to not contract scurvy. Um, so there's a actual, oh, someone's brought it back. I'm just checking now. So there was a blog um, years and years ago by a guy that worked in Antarctica doing like kind of the grunt labor of Antarctica. Like we think that it's mostly scientific research, but there's a bunch of guys who are, you have to have a college degree, but you end up being like a dishwasher or like driving the, um, whatever their gigantic weird vehicle is. That's like the town bus essentially. Um, and so he was one of these guys. He was basically a garbage man in Antarctica on and off. And, he the blog is about how farcical the whole situation is because it's run by a large corporation and they adapt large corporation rules to a place that humans shouldn't even be. Um, and, you know, there's conflict immediately. And so one year he was particularly enraged by some sort of safety poster that was um, urging people to not injure themselves, not because of their own sense of well-being and not wanting to be injured, but for like a financial, a very small financial incentive. Uh, and it turned out to actually be a fake incentive. It was more like, we'll take your bonus away if you, you, you're you on a team that has too many injuries. Um, and it led him to create a contest in which uh, the contest was, you have to contract scurvy. 
Um, and if you contract scurvy, he would give you, I think it was like, um, he would meet you in New Zealand when everyone is shipping back to the, the real world um, during the off season. And he would give you either um, $1,000 in food and drink, or he would take you to a brothel. Uh, those were his two offers, which he, he added the brothel in there because he felt like it was appropriate towards a period of time in which scurvy was a, a regular occurrence to travelers. Um, but that was the whole thing was, can you actually contract scurvy? Um, and the answer, as Adam's friend found out, not really. Uh, modern times have pretty much insulated us from getting scurvy unless we have like a whole citrus die off at some point. Which, what about you know, rickets? Can I get uh, rickets? That wasn't part of the contest. Ricketts will Isn't not that vitamin D instead of vitamin C. I believe. Yes. I'm not 100% sure. Um, well, but in if any you Google case, Ricketts, you get the governor of Nebraska. Whose name is, is Pete Ricketts. He is the first hit on, on Google. When you just search Ricketts, it, it is. I'd rather, D, I'd, I'd rather have the disease Ricketts. <laughs> um, and it's currently what, extremely rare. Uh, Adam, fewer than a thousand cases a year. Uh, I I'm drinking some Pinot Noir that we opened at dinner and um, just finishing wrapping up the bottle. From so, from where in this world is it? Uh, it is a California Pinot Noir uh, that I mid sized car caviar. <laughs> Thank you, Titus. Um. So a friend of mine went to college with Titus Burgess and, and so, yeah, he, he went to the university of Georgia. Um, I guess technically my wife went to college with him, but she didn't know him. A friend of mine, another friend of ours knew him in college. Um, and, and so we like have an extra reason to love anything Titus Burgess does. And, uh, our daughter loves the little mermaid. We show her like, including the Broadway at least songs from the Broadway show. And so we'll show her under the sea by Titus Burgess. And we're like, and she'll see it and be like, it's Titus and gets really excited. And it's very cute. Um, so thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, well, in an effort to purchase locally made things during these uh, times, uh, I went and got myself uh, a couple six packs of union brewing beer and I'm drinking their Anthem Gold Ale, uh, which is pretty good representation of the classic American Gold Ale. Um, it's it's well-rounded. It's not too much of anything. It's not too little of anything. Uh, if you can find it, it's good. It's made in Baltimore. I like it. Very nice. I'm hoping to have some local beer next week, which I will talk about next week. Um, that was my very bad purred happily impression. Assuming there is a next week for you. <laughs> that sounded weird. Heard never got that dark. No, I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of purred happily, like the Parks and Rec reunion, spoiler alerts for the Park and, and Rec reunion, uh, was not a great episode of television in the oh, before times. Though. But it was exactly yeah. what I needed, and it was lovely and great in these the the now times. I loved it. I it, it just made me feel warm and fuzzy for thirty minutes. And what else do you need right now besides feeling warm and fuzzy for thirty minutes? Yeah, it was it was 
very fun and nice. And they, the, the various little, um, intermezzos, they had the commercials and, um, drop ins from, from, from Joan Calamezzo and from, from, uh, Jean Ralphio, Ben Schwartz, his little bit was, was great about getting banned from cameo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very nice warm blanket. Um, Exactly. Which was good. It was, it was like a, a, a nice weighted blanket to, to wrap yourself into. So, Jason, you did some cooking tonight. <laughs> we're, we're already there. I did. We're there. Uh, I, I, if, so we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, May 5th. Uh, go on my Twitter. I tweeted out the recipe. It's a link. It's, it's easy to look through. It's not a difficult recipe. It's chicken thighs. Um, you make a little, uh, sauce to pour over them. You roast them in an oven. Uh, you surround them with, uh, uh, the best tomatoes, you can, the best small tomatoes you can get your hand on. You want like heirlooms or, um, the local giant has a, oh, what's it called? Sunset wonder something or other. The word wonder is in the, the label, but they're like, it's like a mix of different kinds of tomatoes. Um, but yeah, you want to just roast them right in the same pan. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, it turns out the you you want the best tomatoes you can because that's the bulk of the food coming out of your pan. And also, like if you're going to cook with a vegetable, you might as well get a delicious one. Um, yeah, it's it took me all of an hour total uh, to do everything uh, without any assistance. And yeah, it was awesome. I'm super excited. I actually ate too much of it. So now I don't have as many leftovers as I would have had if I had discipline, but uh, it was worth it. It was awesome. So I have a, a theory, a, a resolution that I've come to after learning to cook over these past 10 years. By Everything 10 is years, better do you mean sauce. actually 10 years or just the past like nine weeks? No, I mean, actually 10 years, like okay. 10 years ago, I, I was a, a, a child and basically couldn't cook. And now I feel like I'm an okay cook. I'm a, I'm a pretty decent cook. I like to, to, to experiment in the, in the kitchen and, and do weird things. And usually they turn out pretty decently. Uh, but everything is better with a sauce is my main, is my main thesis, especially chicken, but pork is too. And, Beef, yeah, everything is better with a sauce. So, so that may be a sauce that you're cooking in. That may be a sauce you're cooking in the same pan with it. That may be a mm-hmm. sauce you're cooking on the side. But everything yeah, is better a, with a sauce. A pan sauce, a, pan a, a board you scrape, sauce. You got to scrape any off, kind of sauce uh, your pan and get get those brown bits. Uh, mix it yes. in there. So Ben is yes. French uh, now. That's what I'm taking away from this. Is Ben. Is French in you the don't kitchen. have to be French to love a sauce. No, but all the, cuisines have the, sauce. Like a chimichurri is great. A a board sauce where you take basically the ingredients for chimichurri and then just slice the cooked meat on top of the chimichurri and just have all the juices meld together. It's another great sauce. Um, still, t- still going I with made, French. Still saying you're French tonight. Tonight I made. I don't mean uh, that in a bad way. I, French food is I just awesome. Baked, I, I'm just ignore. I'm just ignoring you. Uh, tonight <laughs> I made uh, baked uh, chicken strips in the oven, and I just brushed them with a um, 
buffalo sauce, which is just butter and Frank's Red Hot and garlic. And then we just had more sauce left over to drizzle it on. Just make a sauce. Put stuff in sauce. Don't just bake. Chicken breasts are terrible by themselves. Put a sauce on them. Uh, look, if you're putting, if you're just putting chicken breasts in the oven and you're not doing anything to them, then uh, one, uh, like if you've gotten, about. if you've gotten to the point in life where you're listening to this show, you're probably you've experienced adulthood in some kind of way. Um, if all you're doing is is, uh, Jason, baking, are you saying filibuster is not for the children? Uh, to a certain extent, uh, at least in, in as much as you should know. I mean, granted, when I was a child, at, at some point I realized a plain old baked chicken breast is not is not a good meal. Oh, it's so uh, bad. Just, I, my roommate in college was nothing make, for a while. No good. My roommate in college would just make baked chicken breasts, white oh, rice nice. with a single bouillon cube, peas boiled. And for dessert, would have a Rice Krispie treat. So my dad learned to cook in New Orleans. So the okay. food I grew up on is is Creole food. Okay. And yeah, sounds so like the yeah. idea of of some kind of elaborate of dish. Plain that, anything. That, yeah, if you don't have aromatics in it, you don't have a shit ton of garlic. Excuse me, sorry. We now have the explicit tag. Sorry, Ben. Um, you tried to get well, out of your I'm just going to go early. off from here. The, yeah, PG-13. yeah you, they should give us a PG thirteen tag. Listeners did not hear the the string of expletives that Ben let out before the show, so that he would not be the one that gave us the explicit tag this week. And I I went and fucked it up. I tried. Uh, <laughs> I tried. So I blew it. I you know it's normally you. I, I felt like the fourth episode. I have to be the one that that curses. I guess. Um, but the idea of of not having enough salt in something is like I don't have a, a salty palate. My wife has a very salty palate. She likes things even saltier than I do, um, and which is great. It worked great for me because the opposite is is bad. Um, having under seasoned food is is really bad. And yes. I remember in college, like I played ultimate frisbee with some people, and I only did a couple of tournaments. Like mostly, I just played pickup games, and. Um, we all went over to somebody's apartment to carbo load the night before and they were cooking and you were that intense they, that you needed to carbo load. It was just, it, it was an excuse to get that. together. It was, was in- we were going to a tournament in Indianapolis and they wanted oh, to they get together intense. and carbo load. It's like, and also as a t- team building kind of thing. So, um, like it was an excuse just, just to get together it. and hang out. Yeah, when I played Ultimate, we just met in the at the quad at midnight and played Ultimate from midnight to two a.m. Yeah, we usually played a little earlier than that, but yeah, that's that was most of my Ultimate experience was meeting people in the afternoon or at night to to play. But a group wanted to be in a tournament and they needed an extra person, so I joined them and went to Carbo Load at somebody's apartment. They were doing spaghetti and meat sauce and they cooked the ground beef. They just took it from the package and threw it in the pan and stirred it up and then poured the sauce on it and stirred it up. And like, I'm eating, I'm like, this is, did you guys season the meat at all? They were like, we put the sauce on it. I was like, yeah. Do you have salt? Salt at all? Or both? Yeah. Please Uh, both. So to to ground the meat separately. Yeah, to, to complete was, a trio of amazing college cooking uh, res, uh, stories, um, I was hanging out at my friend's house, and one of the guys he lived in a suite with 
was going to go cook himself a very basic uh, dinner of spaghetti. So as he's in the kitchen, you know, doing whatever, um, we come in and my, my friend, his girlfriend was moving from one place on campus to another. So he's like, um, I'm going to go help her move. And I was like, I might as well just come along and, and help carry some stuff because I got nothing else to do. So I was going with him and we're leaving. And his sweet mate is in the kitchen and he, we're like, what are you making? He's like, oh, spaghetti. And I look in the pan. I sort of like crane my neck and I look in the pan and there or the pot and there's water and he's got the, he's heating up water as you do to boil pasta. Okay. But yes. he's clearly put a bunch of like seasoning and whatnot in the water. Oh no. And, and I was like, what's uh, what's this going to be? He's like, oh, I got to boil pasta. I'm making spaghetti. Like I said, and I was like, you put all the seasoning and stuff that you would want to flavor your sauce in the water. And he's like, no, you, well, you got to season it. So the whole thing has the flavor. And I was like, that's not how this works. You, your seasoning is going to burn. You got to put it in the, the pasta or it's just going to be like floating. It's yeah. not going to work either way. And he's like, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, good luck with your meal. And we left. So then we, we help my friend's girlfriend move. This is like a two hour process. Because in college, you don't have that much stuff, so it's not that long of a move. We come back with her now, and we open the door, and we smell the unmistakable smell of hot metal. burning. So I I look over, because I'm first through the door, I look over, and the same pot is there. No progress has been made towards spaghetti. The same pot is there. The burner is still on. All the water has been boiled off. Oh, no. The seasoning that's in the pan has been scorched to the side, ruining this this, uh, pot. Um, so I, I, you know, I walk around the corner and I see him and he's not even in his own room. He's in a different room because they only had one computer that he's they just curled they had, on the floor crying. No, they set up one computer in one guy's room as a magic, the gathering video game, <laughs> old, like an old version of magic, the gathering. <laughs> they had one old computer that could run it because it was so old. It was not, you couldn't get a newer computer to run it. It would just refuse to right. work. But they had set up this one computer purely for Magic the Gathering, and he was just playing Magic. He'd been playing it for two hours straight and had left the pan on or the, the pot on with the inappropriate seasoning. So he never made his bad he didn't spaghetti. Even deserve he just, his bad he spaghetti. just destroyed a pot. That's all he achieved. And, and That's I was what he like, deserved. But when we came in, he it, it didn't like like the fact that someone else had entered the apartment had not he didn't like snap into his head like Oh, I was making food when they left. And I completely forgot. And now I've ruined. It didn't. Nothing changed. And so eventually, my friend was like, "Kevin, man, uh, what's going on with your spaghetti? It looks like this pot is destroyed. Um, and uh, you also you shouldn't have put the seasoning in while boiling water anyway." And he's like, "Oh no!" And he he came running in and just to fix it. And there's no, yep. no. it. The the chance to fix it has long since passed. Um, it was about. So it was he, about. An hour and 45 minutes ago. He had to go buy a new pot. And also, I guess, find something to eat for dinner that night. I don't know what he did about that. Um, But yeah, he was so caught up playing Magic the Gathering on a computer. And I want to emphasize that I was not in favor of that either. Was it Um, multiplayer or was it uh, like AI? I think it was not multiplayer. I don't think that computer had the capability to connect. Yeah, because I think it was that old. It must have have been. It was like a two-inch that was just... The the one guy did some you know computer repair in his spare time and and had some very old parts and sort of Frankenstein a, a computer that was just barely able to run one game. 
Jason, computer yeah. repair or TV VCR repair? I mean, why not both? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. It's that okay. Was, yeah, that was odd. Along for the ride. <laughs> it just made me think of 1990. As is anyone still listening to this show. <laughs> I will say, put salt in your water when you're boiling yes, pasta. Always. Don't not put herbs, herbs salt, water, but not all, not herbs, not powder. Enough salt seasoning. Enough salt to make the water. Like if you were able to taste the water cold, which you shouldn't. Enough salt to make the water taste salty. Adam brings up a good point. We're not talking about fresh herbs. Uh, we're talking about just the <laughs> the kind you can buy on the shelf in a little tiny. Uh, the McCormick herbs. Yeah, McCormick or yeah. or their competitors. Just a bunch of that. Just and I I guarantee it was like. Probably one of them because it was probably a mix of herbs. And it was probably it was probably an Italian seasoning mix. (laughs) It was either the McCormick Italian seasoning, or he grabbed he grabbed the component parts and probably threw in like one that didn't belong. Jason, Jason, he did not have the component parts. He had an Italian seasoning. They had a spice rack Um, because not everyone in that apartment they did not deserve a spice rack. Well, his Uh, roommates may have. He certainly didn't. Yes, two of those guys are very good cooks. Uh, okay. The other right. two, I can't, I can't say for sure what what's become of them. Well, this I mean, guy I know, definitely not. I know what's become of them. I just don't know if they can cook at all. They're, they're otherwise uh, solid adults at this point. All right, since we're now a cooking podcast, I'm going to expand a, a little bit to baking. Uh, I have my sourdough starter. It it should be ripe now. Of course. You what do. should I make with it? I made a sourdough starter last week. It's super easy to maintain. Uh, it's nothing like Sourdough making French claymation toast? or a board game. All right. So to make French toast, you have to bake the bread, right. cut it up, let it get stale, and then make the French toast. Right. You're asking me what to do with it, saying you had already you, made your sourdough before. No, I have a sourdough starter. Okay. I have I, a sourdough my, starter. My vote I have not made anything. My yet. vote doesn't change. So like, I, should, I mean, everyone's going to make sourdough make bread, bread, not not eat it, and then yeah. I mean, uh, I, making sourdough bread's the easy part. You uh, asked us what to do with it, so I'm going. No, I want to know what to do with the sourdough starter because it doesn't have to be bread. Uh, a friend of mine made sourdough starter and then made waffles, and I don't know that he. I don't know that he altered it from the starter. He just made waffles, and they looked good. I, I didn't have them because he made them during these times. So I could not go over to his house and have the waffles with him. Hey, he uh, could have you- set up a contact-free delivery. That was selfish on his part, Jason. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, he should have. He, he could have set them up on uh, just like set a plate outside of his door. Uh, and I could have waited at the bottom of the stairs because he lives in an apartment building. And I could have waited and he's okay. And I could have come running up multiple flights of stairs to eat one waffle sitting on his uh, doormat. With no one around, and he might have wanted to wait for a couple days to let to make sure it didn't have coronavirus on it. <laughs> so stale waffles is what you're saying, right. yeah. Yeah. Old waffles uh, yeah. that I eat alone uh, with a door, a shut door between me and the people that I'm there to see, and then I just I go mean, home. That's what these days are. 
Maybe you can I yell through the door, Jason. I not wants to indicate that I've finished and he can have his plate back. Uh, and then <laughs> No, yes, yes, no, wait. You've got to stay there for th- for 3 days. You've got to just sleep outside his door wait, for 3 days. Okay, so I need a tent. Yeah. Oh, well, sleeping whatever. Bag. A sleeping bag. bag. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then I guess you have to bring your own snacks because you don't because you can yeah, well, No, cuz he's only uh, he's only to the provenance. Yeah, it's giving you breakfast one, one day, and, and and you don't right. know that meal's provenance. You've got to you've got to have snacks of whose provenance you know. Yes, doesn't sound like the best idea. I've, I've got to be honest with you. So I, <laughs> no, I am definitely on board with the idea of sourdough pancakes. I don't have a waffle iron anymore because we got rid mm. of ours because we never used it, and uh, we have very little storage space in our tiny DC row house. Uh, but some of like one of the best breakfasts I ever had in my life was at a hotel in Anchorage, Alaska, when I worked for a company based in Anchorage and had a work trip up there. And, uh, they, the hotel served sourdough pancakes at breakfast. They were incredible. And so I I believe you did a, we did an episode of the show while you were in Anchorage. You, you did with Martin. No, 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 you, no, you were on one of them. Because you were there multiple times, there was once that we did the okay. show with you in Anchorage. Yeah, that that's entirely possible. I don't remember <laughs> that, but I remember listening to the episode you guys did with Martin the first time I went to Anchorage. Um, I guess after it's that, been it a long just, time you know, since we've had Martin on this podcast. It, it's it been a long time since, for most of the things that have happened on this show. Everything's happened a long time ago. Yep, uh-huh. Martin's been like. Five years. That's yes. Yeah. That's about how long ago it was. I've been at my current company about five years. So that tracks. Um, And I was at the other one. I hope you're still listening. Yeah, he should be. He better be. He better be that jerk. He's he's gotta be anyone who doesn't know Martin. Martin Schatzer um, is the founder of black and red United. He was, Recruited by Steve Davis when he was still at SB Nation um, to to start a DC United site. Before that, he had a, a site that that somehow is more Jason than Martin in its concept, and that is a smash up of DC United and the University of Maryland. Um, DCUMD.blogspot.com, right? That was the one. Yep. Uh, I I was a reader and commenter there. Um, back in the very old days of of the first decade of, of this century, yeah. And at one point, he had asked me to. He was going on vacation, but wanted to not let his traffic go down to zero. So he asked me to do a guest post. And I know he knew Jason from uh, Steve Goff's comment section uh, at the post. Um, he had asked Jason to join in the initial uh, rollout of Black and Red United. Asked me to join a year later, and been a year after that and that was about the time yeah. that i was starting the podcast and so martin was like yeah you can you can host a podcast on my website that's fine and jason was like please give me a venue to talk at length about things and ben had just joined i was like sure the more the merrier so yeah, it was the it was four of us fair. it was the four of us early on on yeah. this podcast and then martin had kids and and needed to step back um i had kids but needed to keep talking. And so I uh, stopped writing as much for the website. I still do from time to time, but mostly just, just this. And here we are. 
400 yeah. episodes later. Right. Well, we had Rick's, right. we, we had Rick's dragon early on. Yeah. And, uh, we had Rick. We had Rick right. Ryan Kiefer has been on quite a bit. Uh, Donald has been a guest Donald. on quite a bit. Um, we Donald even had Leanne maybe, when she was still writing. Donald for the site. Maybe the best story uh, that we've had on the show about yes. his adventure in Panama. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. The Panama Canal incredible. story. Um, and also just like all he did was like get off a plane as you do and to be like, I guess I should cab. go to the hotel now. Uh, I need a cab. And then from there, a lot of stuff happened. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the episode that, that one's on, but find one of ours with Donald uh, and eventually you'll find the episode that he tells the story. It's astounding. Um, yep. That's a good one. I think the episode I'm proudest of is another one with Donald where the three of us actually stepped back and Donald hosted um, on our behalf to, to talk about issues that people who aren't white men, which I don't, I don't know if listeners have noticed the three of us are three white men. And as everyone knows, a group of white men together is called a podcast. So uh, we, we stepped back. Yes. Uh, We stepped back, let, let Donald, Host and we had Rick on, we had Josie Becker on, we had Steph Yang on, and and I think some others um, to talk about their experiences in MLS stadiums and um, in soccer in general. And it was fantastic episode that I didn't do much to to create. So, but but I still feel very proud that that we were able to to bring those people together to to do that. Um, that and you know getting drunk on my couch on new year's and watching dc united games and talking about them on the podcast those are my favorites very opposite ends of the spectrum but those are my favorites that we've done i think my the live watches are my favorites like all our regular episodes are great i love them but watching the 2004 final the 1996 final the warthogs <laughs> a couple of weeks ago the, they may not the be the War- fans' favorites, but I, I love those. The the Warthogs game is uh, still completely bizarre, um, despite <laughs> the fact great. that go, for all I know, I was at it, and yet, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I guess what I've I've enjoyed is the fact that no one has told us to stop. Like we we've made that joke for a long time, but also like people are still listening to this show. Um, we haven't had much to talk about this year um we got two games uh, and a preseason and then we had to stop again we had a whole winter where not a lot happened well Um, and even the preseason we couldn't watch any games right right Right. there was only the one game for us to actually discuss everything else was us trying to like piece it together um but people are still uh into it which is it's pretty wild to me it's it's uh i mean i think i speak for all of us we're really grateful that people still want to listen to this because uh It is just three random dudes from the internet talking about soccer. You you can find that pretty easily. Um, yes. you, don't, you have to work hard we to find y'all. that. Um, and the fact that people are still uh, willing to listen and tolerate it um, and tolerate maybe is the better. I should have ordered those <laughs> differently. I should tolerate and listen to um, it is pretty awesome to me because uh, honestly, like people could have just been like, no, thank you. Um, that's enough. Um, and you, there are there was a stretch of time where you didn't have other options either. Um, 
But yeah, now we are there are, there are a bunch little, of options now, and yeah. it's it's. I mean, I hope everyone's listening to all of them, but it's cool that no one's been like, "Okay, guys, that's enough. Uh, get off the internet." Because I, I assume if someone took us aside and was like, "That this has been this has gone on long enough," we'd be like, "All right, fair enough." Um, yeah, yeah. Somehow we've gotten Brian Dunseth to come on the show, Ben Olson to come on the show. Um, a, we've a got Brian times. Dunseth a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dunny, Dunny is a regular. Um, yeah. Steve Yo, Davis, Dave Johnson. I do, I, I do also appreciate that we've been at it long enough where we have guests that have been on like seven or eight times. Um, we Travis have Clark. like, yeah, Travis Clark every year uh, comes in and gives us a scoop on the draft that, again, virtually no one knows about anything about the draft except for Travis. Um, Travis is one of like four people that knows what they're talking about. He's come on and told us about what we should be looking for over and over again. Um Kristen Knowles has been on uh, roughly uh, 300 of our 400 episodes. Um, uh, to tell Josh Becker, Alicia Rodriguez, Matt yeah. Doyle comes on every year for us. Um, uh, Alicia Talar um, I, I will, will come a, torment a, me every year. I should throw in uh, on on uh, Matt Doyle's behalf that I, I feel like half the appeal for him is the fact that it's a show where he can have a drink. Um, and we're not going to be like, oh, this is a professional show. It's like, no, no, no. we're going to have a drink. You should have one, too. He's like, oh, yes, yes. I remember that, yeah, the first time we had him on and, and God bless him that he came back. Um, all three of us had somehow messed up our drinks and he didn't have one at, initially. When we started, what are you drinking? And this was he, we had him on at the beginning of the show. Uh, we didn't have him on in the second segment. So he was there for what are you drinking and was listening to us as he was making his drink. And I had made a Sazerac and somehow spilled too much ass, um, absinthe into it. Uh, I, and I don't remember what you guys did, but it was a shit show. Oh, my, <laughs> and he I was like, guys, I'm here for this. <laughs> my, my problem was that I just hadn't gotten almost, I got almost no sleep the night before. And so I just, I couldn't form thoughts that ended. It was just one thought. And that's all I, and like people would interrupt and I would stop and then the thought would come back. Um, and so that was my problem for that episode. It wasn't my drink. It was that my brain was like, look, if you're going to keep this thing on, then this is what you're getting. Uh, you're not getting better quality than this, which, you know, fair, fair play to my brain. It was in the right. I was just not listening to my own brain. We did have um, some topics, uh, Adam, for this uh, this show. Uh, our- let's just wrap it up. We don't need any topics yeah. today. No, we'll, we'll get back to topics next week. This was our indulgent birthday show. This was our 400. Right. I just want to make sure that they don't get forgotten. They're written down. They are. Um, yes. I can show you on the camera thing. They're, they're X'd out. So I don't talk about them on this show, but there they are. <laughs> they're also in our slack. I don't know why I needed to show you the notebook, but. Were they um, written with a pilot G2? God damn it, Ben. <laughs> of course they were. Ben, have you acquired any more pens in the, in the recent weeks? My, my click, my uh, retractable fountain pen is on its way. Yeah. It'll nice. be here uh, in a couple in, within the next two or three weeks. It's is a this click from your tractable fountain pen? Is this from your your pen dealer that you don't want to tell people about because you want less competition in the auctions? No, this is from no. a, the pen dealer that is an actual business. So I am fine to buzz market them. It's the Goulet okay. Pen Company here in Richmond, Virginia. So you should support them because they are a Richmond small business. 
Is their website richmondpenauction.com? No, no, no. They're not an auction. They're just a regular business. Okay. Oh, yeah, still, I'm not going to tell you where my auctions are. You I'll said, just tell you, you about the regular business that I buy. From. Illegalpenauctionsvirginia.com. Right. Exactly. You said Goulet, as in Robert Goulet, the old singer? Uh, you, you're not familiar with maybe? Robert Goulet? No. R- Robert Goulet was a, a singer in the era of like the Rat Pack, except he was not like on that level. He was like a step down. Um, okay. Will Ferrell has done a mostly very good. There are a couple things he did that were were very problematic in this skit, but if you throw those out, um, on SNL and on Conan, he did a Robert Goulet impression. Yes. It's not so much accurate uh, as it is absurdist. Um, it's pretty great. He just shows up as Robert Goulet and, and just sits down on the couch and talks to Conan. Uh, Conan clearly not prepared uh, for this sort of thing. <laughs> that one's pretty good. If you look up the SNL Robert Goulet, you might run into the ones that are not so good, um, mostly because he says some words you shouldn't be saying. Um, but the Conan ones, they're in the clear, I think. Yeah, it is spelled the same way. So, okay. So it's Goulet, it's Goulet and not, not Coulier. Like, no, not Dave Coulier. Yeah. No, no. Coulier Pen Company would be a very different thing. (laughs) Um, Am am I conflating two different things that uh, you ought to know by Alanis Morissette is about him? No, you're not. That's true. It it is about (laughs) Dave Coulier, uh, who she dated before becoming a famous musician. But after she was on the show, uh, you can't do that on television, which is the show where yes. people got slimed. Um, For saying I don't know, I think that's what it was. It was I don't know. There was some other word that also um, could get you slimed, but I don't know was the one that that mostly got people. Um, and this is some sh- this is some stuff that is from like 1987. Uh, yes. So I remember our, it from Nickelodeon. Like I watched reruns yeah. of You Can't Do That on Television. To our younger listeners, this is a, sh- a show that was aimed at children <laughs> that was made in Canada. That I've had looked been at the stats. Like- we have a lot. We have a yeah. lot of younger listeners, and this is probably very alienating. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this was a, a show in which it was for children. It was made in Canada. It was probably made like two years earlier than we even saw it. Um, and uh, it was a comedy show in which uh, slime, if you're familiar with Nickelodeon at all, you've seen people get slimed. This is where that came from. Um, yeah. This is the show where they started sliming people. And Alanis Morissette was on there as a like comedy performer, not as a singer. I don't have <laughs> a better way to end the show than this. Is so the first time I've thought be. about that show in at least 15 years. <laughs> Every time Dave Coulier is mentioned in conversation, which happens not it a lot, be. but more than you think. Um, no, shouldn't. I think of Landis Morissette. And and that takes me to you can't do that on television and getting slimed for saying I don't know. That's why I had that recall ready. Anyway, thank you all for putting up with this. Uh, very indulgent and completely unnecessary 400th episode of filibuster. Find us at blackandredunited.com. If you are mad in the mentally ill meaning of that word, not the angry meaning of that word, and you want to support us financially, do that at patreon.com slash filibuster. Um, find us at filibuster DCU on Twitter. Find the website at black and red. You 
Send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. Download, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mostly, though, tell a friend about the show. Maybe don't mention this episode full of inside ah, jokes and no one. soccer. Go back to last week when we talked to Paul Ariola and interviewed him. Or next week. Yeah, or we'll talk about soccer next week. More guests. Uh, it just sometimes that things don't add up where we have guests. And so you get a very indulgent uh, milestone episode like this one. Well, someone asked us to do a clip show, which was entirely too much work an impossible task. Uh, <sighs> even, even with us be like, if, if, if Ben was like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do work from home at all. I'm not going to pay attention to my daughter or my wife. I'm only going to focus on this one thing. It still would have been too much work. Um, so yeah, instead of a clip show, you just get TV shows who have staff. <laughs> Right. The, instead of a clip show, you, you got this uh, just pure indulgence, uh, yeah. uh, the pure uncut, like mi- mid-season, uh, the show should probably be canceled next year kind of bloat. Uh, you got it. <laughs> we did a little walk. Through. We, we did do the walk down memory lane. So that that's as close as you're getting. If you want, if you want to listen to clips from old episodes, you can download all. They episodes. are available. Free, totally free. Uh, for you and yours. Um, thanks again. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, for Jason and Ben, I'm Adam, and we'll talk to you again real soon if you'll let us. Say goodbye, Jason. Goats. No, that's not. Goats. No. Goats. <laughs>